Welcome to this bullshit Rinky Dink production. Stop it. Just no. Rosmo throws contract law. Throws contract law like the football. Jail for Rosmo. Jail for Rosmo for one million years. Just say the line, contract law. Welcome to the Indignant Cat Enraged Cat Podcast, where my fury will not be contained. High Int, Low Wiz, Podcast. No. Hey everyone, uh, just a quick programming note. Uh, as discussed in more detail at the beginning of episode two, we at High Int, Low Wiz condemn sexual assault, and we will be switching systems from Dungeon World to Quest World at the end of the first story arc, so the beginning of the second story arc. Thank you for sticking with us during this transition, and we can't wait to jump into the new rule set with y'all. Hi, low everyone, and welcome back to the High End Low Wiz podcast, where we're all thick of brain and dumb of ass. Thick with two C's as usual. I am, once again, the conductor of this train wreck, Nick Davis, they, them pronouns. With me are the passengers, train robbers. I don't know how to classify you guys on the train. What are you? Both. Accomplices? Accomplices? Co-pilot? Co-pilots? Wheels? The individual wheels? Sure. Sure. We're just choosing to go in different directions and ignore the rail. Wandering hobos. (laughs) Rowdy passengers? We Could be that, too. I think the term is hitch spiking. Ooh, hitch spiking? (laughs) Hitch spiking. Mm. Mm. Sounds like something you would perpetrate. What's important Mm. is that we don't have tickets. Yeah. (laughs) No tickets. Uh, Why don't you guys go around and introduce yourselves, please? Hi, I'm Alice, she, her, and I play the bunny folk slayer, Lorelai Nix. Hi, I'm Mike Sayre, he, him, and I play the gator-born shaman, Taku. Hi, I'm Dean Howe, he, him, I play Rosmo Kilcarian, the dwarf turncloak. I'm Anna, I'm playing Daphne, the fawn arsonist, and I pronounce they, them. Hello, everyone. I'm Benny Arndt. Pronouns are he, him. I play Emish Eamon Hornigold, the quarter leprechaun Olympian. All right. Introductions out of the way. Let's do a little recap from our last game. Uh, at the start of the last game, you guys begin in the office of one Jasper Barker. Door open, a large desk. Uh, I believe I described it as compensatingly large, and a magic cat on his lap named Contract Law. You guys attempted all manner of uh, tricks to get the box back coercion, threatening, and actual real combat. You got the box after doing some. I would nearly classify them as war crimes against the dick. Uh, got your hands on the box, and then with some quick thinking from Taku, rode, uh, real genius style, a wave of popcorn out the window from the third Whee! floor of the Astro Plaza Casino to the street in the alley down below, where you guys find yourselves now. So popcorn, magic hats in the alley, the five of you, a box. What are y'all doing? Uh, I have two answers to that question. The first one is shoving as much popcorn as I can in my pockets around the remaining coins I stole from the casino. And then the second thing I'm doing is getting the hell away from the casino. Then Daphne's going to grab some popcorn for a popcorn snack later and follow. I I think Lorelai is exhilarated from the shenanigans. and We uh, nearly killed a man. Oh, God, I've never felt so alive. And I have a snack on the way. Isn't it wild how almost taking a life can make you feel so alive? (laughs) Emish is holding the box 
uh, in his hands, like over his head, running down the street, going like, I bet you I get to safety first, and just starts beating feet. Daphne sprints after him. Does Emish know where he's going? <laughs> no clue. I, I mean, the immediate thought is away, <laughs> and that's about as far as the thought went. Um, quick descriptor, just so we're all on the same page about the box. The box is about 10 inches long by about four five inches wide by about two inches Thick. It's more than half the size of English then, because he's like what, barely a foot tall. He's, he's almost two feet. No, no, I'm short of two. I'm like, uh, I'm like one foot uh-huh. nine. That, he said that in the second episode. I'm two feet tall. Same energy as a man who insists he's six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Jesus I mean, Christ. Emish is super happy. Everybody thinks he's two and a half feet Aww. tall. I'll tell you that. Much. Is this Emish math or is this like real math in terms of height? I think it's, I think it's, it's actually very real math. If you've ever had a man describe six inches to you <laughs> accurate okay ouch jesus Nick. <laughs> did i get too real there it's, it's too much <laughs> the dimensions of the box that you gave us i i did begin wondering if this was um something personal of shakes did are you suggesting we robbed a dildo I suggest nothing. I leave it to your own imagination. We liberated it from a fascist. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you would call Jasper names like that. That is unnecessary right now. <laughs> um, so, describing the box, um, it is a long, thick, narrow box. It you're is, not helping. You're not making you're not it helping. any better. I, I'm not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Shay has a sturdy box. It's It's very good, yeah. It is uh, kind of a light stained lacquered wood, um, and it has uh, kind of a metal cross hatching across the top of it. There is a small latch on the front of it with a small lock. It's a it's a small gold lock, and the lock is broken. What's in the box? What's in the box? Oh god, I I need to know what's in this box. I though we, we have to know what's in the stained dildo box. I didn't know it was stained. Yeah, that's interesting. What kind of stains are we talking here? Stained. <laughs> like a nice stained I, wood or stained. I, I was oh, talking about stains. wood stain. Okay. Oh, sure you were. After you took all this time, like belaboring the point of how perfectly dildo shaped mm. and sized this box was. This box was found in the woods on a stack of money. I I take absolutely no credit for what you perverts imagined that box to be. It's just a nice lacquered box. Like I don't I don't understand mm-hmm. why you yeah, guys are being yeah, weird. Totally. What y'all doing with the box? Well, exiting the area promptly. Scooping popcorn, you know, putting it in the pocket. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. You know, snacks. Yeah, pocket snacks. Absolutely. I don't know if we should go directly back to Shay. I mean, it's Jasper knows. Yeah. Jasper knows. That's fair. Like, there's no point in hiding where we're going. Jasper already knows where it's going. That's true. Yeah. Let's just go. Yeah, fuck it. I would like to point out also that uh, Emish has an ability called Runner. Uh, you cannot be caught on foot and cannot be outrun in any foot race. Okay. So, the party sets out at varying paces... Enish clearly uh, running at Mach 9, carrying this box that is almost the same size he is. Just that same horrible plap, plap, plap noise. I, I I absolutely get the impression that the second you think is safe, you're going to be opening that box. Am I am I incorrect in that, read? Oh, I wouldn't do it solo. Like, I, I, I would get far enough away to where everyone else has to catch up, and then by the time they get there, like, I'm just in this little alleyway, like, casually, like, pressed against the wall with one foot up and the box in front of me, just... Like, snapping my fingers. Uh, just for the benefit of our listeners, am I correct in recalling that we were given explicit instructions not to open the box? 
Yes. You were not. Oh, oh. We, oh we weren't. Okay, I thought I thought we were. We weren't. Oh. We asked what was in the box, and she just said, it's the she box. She said something it's of mine. mine. Oh, yeah. I, I distinctly thought that we were specifically not supposed to open the box. I literally never said it. Suddenly, I'm so much less interested in what's in the box. <laughs> oh, it's permissible now? Like, oh, whatever. Let's go turn it in, then. If we were told not to. <laughs> well, uh, what, what took you so long to get here? Honestly, I was just busy snacking. This is delicious. Taku, where if this is what your folksy magic ways can do, maybe I'm in the wrong line of business. Should be noted that Taku does not move fast, and like <laughs> as you are asking this question, your the only response is like a huffing and puffing gator board who is like 500 yards back. Cosmo so. <laughs> has called over like a rickshaw and just like follow that guy. Hey, Taku, you want to lift? Wouldn't say no. I, like, scooch over, and we have to, like, awkwardly share a rickshaw together as this poor man in front of us is nothing and puffing. That's amazing. I, I feel like there's an element of Taku never being in a rush because he always has snacks on hand. You're exactly right. It's the filling of pockets with popcorn. Lorelai's, like, she's all excited, turns, and he's not there. And then looks <laughs> at, like, Daphne with the goat legs, looks down at her own rabbit legs, and then just looks at this freak show sprinter. And it's just like... Oh, we got all the running skills, don't we? My my legs may be nearly as long as Emish is tall, but they're supporting uh, a body that is itself some five and a half feet long and then a tail that is nearly that long again and weighs more than any two other members of the party combined. Not to mention the weight of all that spiritual energy. Amen. He's orders of magnitude bigger than most of the party. I think I think he and Rosmo are probably equal thick with C. I'm also an established smoker, which is really catching up to me right now. <laughs> Amazing. I, I find myself wondering how many Emishes fit inside a Taku. But let's not explore that. Oh. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> um, no, let's not. Flashbacks to the conversation about you mammals and your tasty red blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not. <laughs> so we'll say we'll say about five minutes goes by and the rickshaw pulls up to the alley that you guys are hanging out at. The man just stops and reaches over his shoulder for the... Uh, oh, yeah, no, I, I for sure tipped him. It's popcorn, but I tipped him. You bastard. <laughs> the, the fee will be one coin regardless, so uh, someone's got to give him a coin. Sure. I think I accidentally grab a coin when I'm reaching for the popcorn, and I just give that to him. It's just a handful of popcorn with a coin <laughs> accidentally kind of stuck in it. mean to actually pay you. I look at this and go, oh, look, there you go. <laughs> just, he, just, he just paid him with the stuff he found in his couch. Here's a tip, kid. Get a new job. There's like a coupon Jeez. in there. 5% <laughs> off a juice box. <laughs> the rickshaw stops. Rosmo and Taku disembark, join up with the rest of the party who are eagerly awaiting. And uh, no one is winded at this point, at least. None of the five of you. So uh, we're going to find out what's in that, that tear box or, or not. Mm -hmm. You got the box, my dude. Open it. Open it right now. Do it. I need to know. <laughs> are you are you opening the box, Emish? Uh, yes, Emish flicks the latches and, and opens it. I, I assume like a golden light shines out and we win. You guys have beaten Dungeon World. You uh you you, you solved it and got it in one. Yeah. World one one clear. <laughs> No, you you open the box and on the inside of it there is a uh, it is a long kind of satiny blue pillow. Uh, on top of it is a collar with a tag on it uh, in the shape of a cat's paw. 
The tag has some etching on it that says seasonal allergies. There is also a small folded piece of paper that has Shay's name written. We found her cat's collar. Where's where's the where's the cat? Yeah. Are, are we about to have our first sad moment? You are. Was this the cat that we thought was Jasper's back in the other? No. Oh, okay. No, good. That was that was contract law. Uh, this is this is seasonal allergies. This was this was Shay's cat. Oh no! And the the note is written. It's basically it looks like a three year old wrote it. It is seasonal allergies, saying that he knows that his time is coming. Don't be sad. He'll be back somehow, some way. But remember the good times. Seasonal allergies was a merry cat. They say maybe we should have killed Jasper because this kind of seems like a shady thing to steal. What a dick! Yeah. Stole the memory box for her dead magic cat. Kind of fucked. Should we go back and kill him? Can we burn that yeah. place down? Yes, yes. Let's burn it down. That's right. Let's yeah, go. I feel like we have done enough now. We need to get the feck back there and burn that place to the yes. goddamn ground. Everyone, Ooh. everyone. I think it's important to remember that there are dozens of innocent guests at that casino and scores of semi-innocent employees. Also, at least a dozen other magic cats. Like, how, how dare you, Nick, as our DM, like, hurt Amish's one feeling. Like, the, <laughs> <laughs> one of the only things he loves is magic cats. It's how it's I'm gonna like, do you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lure you in with a few soft, gentle, fun episodes, and then just out of nowhere, I'm gonna hit you with that right cross. It's well-played, good human. Um, also, uh... D- the innocent people would have plenty of time to get out if we burn it from the top down. Ooh, I like this plan. Just presenting that as, as an well, option. What about the people getting worked over? This was probably like one or two or more of those guys. I mean, they were cheating. Cheating is definitely a fate deserving of death, right? Agreed. Absolutely. No. Yes. Mm. No. As a reminder, they were cheating the mob out of money. Or the Knights of Capitalism. Emish is having a lot of trouble. Like, he's actually weighing his conscious, like, in a physical expression with his hands right now. Just, you know, cheaters and dying and innocence and... Mm. Oh, many of our best friends are cheaters. Like Jonald Humanman. Yeah, think of Jonald. Uh, yeah, we can't let anything bad happen to Jonald. He's a great Think guy. of all the other Jonalds who might be there in that casino. Getting the hell beat out of them in the back room. <laughs> we just have to make sure we yeah. just get right. Jasper. <laughs> So here's the thing. I think I think what the first thing we have to do is is we 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 should get this back to Shay because that's that's important. And we'll just remember that Jasper's on our shit list, and we'll come up with something very creative that we can do to ruin his fucking day forever. Mm. Like his all days that begin from here till forever. I do kind of want to stab him on principle. So I, I think Lorelai like looks at Rosbow and is like. Can we go on a hunt? Like Again? Come on, the last hunt was great, Rosmo. And this time, like, it's that piece of bitch. Okay, well, what's one more guy on my to-kill list? Right, exactly. Like, you've got plenty of space in the margins. We just scribble his name in there a little bit. That works. We'll make him hurt. He's like an optional side mission. I can do that. Yeah, yeah, you know, well, we need the experience, obviously. Yeah. I've got some good advanced moves I can't wait to take, so, uh... Oh god, it just got too meta. It got too meta. Now, JRPGs just exist in this universe. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you guys have opened the box. You have you have found my sad surprise for the first story arc. What are you doing? I'm going to back the shade. Okay. Image takes the box and, like, climbs up Taku. So, uh, Taku, we should we should get this back to Shay, right? I agree, Image. It's important to close the one chapter of the story before moving on to the next. As I've said at coffee stands all across this beautiful world. 
You like coffee? You son of a bitch. Hey, 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 we don't we don't need to come to blows quite yet. Let's go to no, shit. I, I, I think if you piss off Takum, like maybe you deserve what's coming. Like maybe that'll be the thing that really puts Rosmo in his place and he, he learns, you know, what it's like to be a human. I'm a dwarf. And you're going to find out what it's like to be human. God damn it. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to say that sometimes it takes like a very nice person getting violent with you for you to learn that maybe you need to change your ways a little. Does that work the other way? Absolutely not. If a very bad person gets violent with you, you get worse? Distinctly no. Why does it only work one way? Do fists only punch up and down in a, in a, in a moral fashion? <laughs> I want more of this physical altercation metaphysics that you got going on. The thought of Rosmo experiencing anything akin to morality is... I can't even... I'm pretty smart, but I can't figure that out. Didn't you, like, drive a bunch of wild animals through, like, a school zone once on a hunt? One Time. How many times do you have to do that before it's a problem? All those kids were armed. I mean, it's it is the odd Yeah, yeah they all had mini guns. They were as safe as they could have possibly Jesus, was been. Was this in Texas? On the concept of closing chapters before beginning new ones, I'm gonna have to entrust these two to you, Emish, because I'm still working <laughs> on Daphne. Enough, enough. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm great. Humble too. Mm, so humble. I'll bring you ballots. I will. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that way, to Shays. And he points with the box, like Bob the Drag Queen pulling a purse first. Just give me, just give me, give me 2d6. Just, just give me 2d6. Just drop. Random 2d6? Yep. Uh, that's a nine. Yeah, he points in the right direction. Nailed it. The truth of the matter is that we go where the spirits will. Whatever direction he had pointed in would inherently be the right direction. No, that's not that's not how direction No. That's... Let's just agree to disagree and head along. Taku's our moral compass. What he says about directions make perfect no, sense to me. Taku, we're gonna work on your map reading skills. Don't worry. Everything Don't is worry. a floating island. Inherently all roads lead back to somewhere. He's not wrong. Please don't jump off the edge of the skyline. I love that Taku is just spitting, like, metaphysical one-line talking points. Like, single-line poetry. That is what he specializes in right now. There's a very specific form of poetry called a Taku. Go to jail. That that's that one was criminal. Mm-mm. That was a criminal crime. So much crime. He liked it. You guys start moving out, heading back to Chase. How long were we having our uh, our our heisty shenanigans? Yeah, it took a couple of hours. I'll say probably an hour and a half to walk across town and back, and then probably an hour and a half to two hours inside the casino. Uh, you guys are arriving back at the warehouse that is the front for Portmanteau. It's getting to be fairly early evening, probably seven-ish in the evening. Sun is starting to go down. By the time you guys get back, you just let yourselves in and looking towards the back where the actual speakeasy is. When you left, it was starting to pick up. Um, people were starting to pack in pretty pretty rapidly. It is wall-to-wall. So many people. Um, the bard who was singing badly when you first arrived has been replaced by a number of uh, different performers in different areas of the bar now. So you have one singing over here, and you have one playing a lute over here, and uh, you have like a pair of like dueling harpists over here, and it's absolutely absurd. There are people uh, at various tables gambling over, you know, feats of strength, arm wrestling, and, and like, people doing slap contests and just stupid shit like that. It's every frat bar you've ever been to rolled into one in the best way, not the worst way, if that makes sense. Oh my god, Emish is home. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> yes. 
I don't know why, but when you said feats of strength, I thought about literal feet, and I kind of died a little inside. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, no, mm-mm, no, thank you. Strength of feet, dexterity of hands, wisdom of brain. <laughs> Into butt? Charisma face? I do need to put, like, just a, a point here. I want you to hold on to this for a while, Benny. Like, just hold on to it. Don't use it this episode. Don't use it the next episode. But eventually, Emish needs to do a, uh, you know, check out these feats of strength right before he, like, drop kicks somebody or, or similar. So I'm just implanting oh, yeah. that in your brain now. Thank you. <laughs> put it in the filing cabinet until everybody but you and I has forgotten, and then deploy. Well, it I, I already know right. what the move is. It's got to be like a flying through the air, both feet, like full body kick. One hundred. The other one that you can use for that exact purpose is uh, have some spaghetti and feet balls. Anyways, you better get on with the story, Nick. <laughs> you got Dean with that one. So. What are you guys doing? You are you have wandered through the warehouse into the uh, into the speakeasy. It is fucking bumping in here from from down low on the ground. Emish, can you uh, can you just roll a uh, roll discern reality for me real quick? So just plus whiz. Uh, it's a nat five, so plus one six. Okay, uh, six is enough for for this purpose. As you are down low to the ground. You see all of the all of the the uh, the tables for uh, for the bigger races, right? Um, so you see you see like the human sized and gator born sized and fawn sized and bunny folk sized. Uh, you also see tables for the bigger races, uh, Goliath and and you know elephant folk and things like that. And underneath those tables are the small folk tables. They are they are sheltered under the huge tables. Like I'm imagining, like a, a barrel table with like a door cut out that they're actually inside that. Kind of, yeah. Some of them are, are like picnic benches with another much smaller picnic bench underneath. Yep, yep. That's all. Lorelai reaches out and just grabs Emish by like the scruff of the neck and picks him up so that he's like not going to get lost underfoot if it's wall to wall, you know. And I think she's just going to kind of like hold him up and point him around and like, you see Shay anywhere out there? Um, so you you pick uh, you pick Emish up and hold him up over the crowd. Mm-hmm. And Emish was about to be diverted by all the games of strength and chance and mm-hmm. whatnot. Like he had already started to turn when you picked him up, and he, so he's walking that way as you're carrying him. Walking in the air. Does he do like the limp cat thing where he just kind of like, they come up and they just kind of dangle? Only after he gives up, which is never. (laughs) (laughs) You get him up into the air and uh, Lorelai is what, a little over six foot, isn't she? Yeah, she's pretty tall. So that puts you eight or nine feet in the air depending on how long uh, Lorelai's arms are. You're pretty high up there at this point. Uh, I will say that being high up doesn't help when you're trying to find someone who's as short as you. And Emish is continuing to walk in air as if he's actually in charge of where he's going because he is convinced he is. Of course is. he is. Um, at the back of the uh, of the bar, there is a staircase that goes up over the bar with an office over it. Uh, you guys know that that is Shay's office. At some point, one of the, the crime people are going to put their, their office down below and we won't be able to find it. It's always up. It is always up. We spent so much time going up. I think you're on to something, Emish. If you have an underground building, are you at the bottom? Because it's reversed? I don't know. So you guys, you head up the stairs. Uh, her her bodyguards, the same bodyguards who uh, lifted her up at the bottom of the table for you earlier, they're outside of her office now. They recognize you guys and just wave you right in. Jeff, how's it going? That's nice to see you eye to eye. You know, if we scuffled now for once, I'd be hitting you in the face and throw your kneecap. 
and we'll mosey on by. You have terrible manners, Amish. Inside Shay's office, uh, she, very similar to Jasper, has a, a an enormous desk. It is, in her case, it doesn't seem quite compensatingly large like it did for him. There is actually legitimate stuff all across the desk. Maps and notes and, like, all sorts of books of information. And she is sitting in the middle of the table and just, like, working on six different things at the same time when you guys come in. Like, is she on the table or is she... Yeah, right in the middle. Oh, okay, so I can just deposit Emish right next to her. Sure, yeah. So, just set him down and pat him on the head. Oh, you're gonna mess up all her nice papers. She kind of barely looks up. How long did it take you guys to open the box? Like, two blocks. Two blocks? That's restrained. We were running for the first... Well, I mean, I was in a rickshaw, but we were running for the first bit. Hmm, Fair enough. Did you kill the dick, or...? No, but we regret not doing that. We want to now. We do have a plan to do this. To be fair, we have plans to make a plan. Uh-huh. Wait, are we being paid to kill him? Because we can negotiate. Well, it it was just going to be a, a bonus. I was going to cancel your debt and then pay you some. At this point, you're out of debt. But, I mean, if you want to kill him, that's a paid job. Yemish hmm. has a rare moment uh, where he, like, actually stands up and, like, looks proper for a second. Like, maybe even adjusts his clothing a little bit. Um, uh, Lady Shay, we'd be very honored to kill the man who took your the memories of your cat. He, like, bows his head a little bit. She, uh, she grabs the box, gives it a little pat. She says, seasonal allergies was, um, kind of a bastard, but most of the cats are. Yeah, it would be, um, it would be, it would be good to, good to her memories to, uh, put that bastard in the ground. So, how does a hundred coins split between the uh, five of you sound? Like about 20 apiece? Well, it's 30 for me and 10 for you, but yeah, that's that's exactly the math. It works out. Taku pulls out the five coins that he has still in his pockets from the casino and goes, like this times 20, and just shakes his hands. Popcorn. <laughs> a little bit of popcorn. Falling out. <laughs> Jay looks at the five of you and goes, I'm so glad to see that one of you is an accountant. This is perfect. I may not have gone to med school, but I did master math. I think she was talking about me, but okay. So Shay, looking around at the five of you, says, very, very serious, very somber, uh, specifics on the contract. Jasper is dead and not coming back. And uh, as far as the law is concerned, this doesn't come back to me. There's not much law in this town, but you got it. Well, the Knights of Capitalism own enough of the police, which is why there's not much law. So, as long as they can't pin anything on me... No offense here, Lady Shea. We, uh, we, you could have done us the favor of just combining the jobs in the first place, and we, we would have definitely killed We would have murdered the shit out of that guy. Without hesitation. There's a, there's a small question of, uh, of your group's uh, cohesion and competence that needed answering first. So, no. Lorelai takes her hat off in outrage, like, how dare you? How dare you imply we are anything except the incredibly competent people we clearly are? Daphne's hair is slowly burning in the background. <laughs> <laughs> A slightly on on fire shoot person. <laughs> Look, you you can hire someone off the street for a breaking and entering. That's no big deal. But hiring someone for a murder that you need to not go down for, that's a little more risky. 
Imish has that look of thinking just for a second where he's he's like about to be offended and then he looks at everybody else and he's like and shrugs. On the other hand, a BE that looks like he just went wrong as opposed to an explicit contract killing is a lot easier to cover. You knew you could have killed him. Yeah, I'm regretting it more and more. I'm hearing is from here on out, murder first. Like that should be priority. Yes. Oh, mm, um. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to make sure you're paid for it first, obviously. Mm. And the and like if this were if this were a uh, an RPG video game, you would get the little pop up on the bottom of the screen that says, "Remember, it still counts as a stealth mission if everyone who saw you is dead." <laughs> mm. It's a Bethesda loading screen. Pop. There you go. It has like yeah. a gator born and a in a, a pause screen slowly rotating. It just works. <laughs> it just works. Yumi will turn to Taku and just, uh, we're going to need you now more than ever. You're the only moral compass we have. Taku has already like pulled his character sheet, which is an actual sheet. Like he keeps crumpled up and stuffed in a pocket. And uh, looking at the, uh, what should we call them, the bonds that are listed on the sheet, where it says, Daphne is out of balance uh, and a danger to themselves and others. I will help them. Taku is just, like, manually scribbling and Emish next to Daphne's name on there. (laughs) And and there's just literally not room on the page for Lorelai and Rosmo, who have been completely just, that's a problem for another day. (laughs) That is a different chapter of Taku's story. I feel like you're on a journey to the West right now, and we're the four asshole demons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe Taku feels like uh, Daphne and Emish are, are the two that could still possibly be saved, whereas the other two are just too far gone. Bold words, bold words. I feel like this game is just going to turn out to be Taku's fever dream, and all of you are just the various devils and angels on his shoulder. Just devils on his shoulders, yeah. <laughs> the little ducklings he's trying so hard to shepherd. Poor Taku's just trying to put his herd of magic cats into a row of ducks. And it's a very difficult conversion. Convincing any magic cat to ever cast Polymorph, it's really hard. But you can do it. You can do it. Uh, Shay has given you the broad strokes of what she wants done. She wants Jasper dead. She wants no attention brought to her or her establishment. A hundred coin for doing the job. She uh, she looks at the, the five of you and she just kind of says, knock this out and you're... Full employees paid. Jobs from me and my people. Do we get dental? No. Rather than saying we're full-time paid employees, let's just say that there will be future contracts available for the foreseeable future after we complete this. Yeah, that's right. I prefer to think of us as independent contractors. How is that different from what I said? Just, I don't want us to agree to something in this moment that maybe all of us will come to regret later. Yeah, you got commitment issues there? Listen, we'll talk about it later. She's not even giving us dental. Lorelai is so salty. Some of us need it more than others. <laughs> I look at your giant front teeth. Yeah, she's rabbit folk. They're supposed to be that way. Yeah, nobody likes when they, uh, they, they feck up their showing teeth. It hurts when they get broken. I need to make sure that I have a reliable dentist. Yeah, because the tooth hurts. Get out. Did you actually just... Get out. Rosmo, I thought we were friends. How could you make a pun at my beautiful teeth? Have you met the man? Yes, unfortunately. So should have seen it coming. I mean, I was arguing for your favor, <laughs> so, you know, take what you get. Well, it sounds like you guys are going to go kill that dick. I am going to get back to what I was doing. You can take Amish here off of my desk, and you can go do what I've asked you to do. And when you come back, there's a whole big pile of coins for you. All right. 
Oh, this might be relevant. Uh, since you did break into his office and blow up a lot of popcorn. Um, what you know about popcorn? Non- we didn't say nothing about popcorn. We're literally covered in it. We're like, how did she know? <laughs> so there's a there's a non-zero chance that he's um, prepared for people who are coming to kick his ass and maybe make him not alive anymore. So be aware of that, too. You let us worry about Jasper. Why don't we just go there right now? Like, right fucking now. I have no time we to prepare. Let's burn it down. Up. <laughs> we had this yeah. conversation, you guys. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, like, start escorting everybody out of the office before this can de-escalate any further. And, and once I have kind of hurt, like, like, I've literally got, like, a hand on Rosmo's back, a hand on Lorelai's back, and my tail is, like, hooked around Emish and Daphne as I'm just, like, trying to, like, get everybody out of the office. And then once everybody is outside, I'm going to close the office door behind us, and I'm going to say, first of all, I think it is an excellent idea to strike while the popcorn is hot and head directly back to the casino before too much more time passes. But second of all, all work and no play apparently turns you into a bunch of psychopaths. So I think it's important that while we're here at the club, we take a little bit of time and we wind down, we have a couple drinks, and we dance it out. So I'm going to go, and I'm going to go shake my gator skin boots for a little bit. So then I'm just going to head out uh, to the club that you made very clear was quite crunk. I'm going to take Pipesy, and I'm going to, like, summon in a couple other little spirits of fire, and I'm going to have them kind of, like, whirling around my hands. I'm going to shake my tail, and I'm just going to, like, let it vibe a little bit, right? Like, relax my way through the stresses of the last couple hours and, and try to encourage uh, my fellow adventurers to do the same. I'm going to need a couple things real quick. Number one, from Taku, I am going to need you to roll 2d6 plus charisma for me. On it. From Daphne, I am going to need you to roll 2d6 plus wisdom. I love how we're each rolling the exact wrong yep. stat. Like... <laughs> so good. <laughs> The dice gods remain in Taku's favor, and I have a 10. <laughs> because Taku's the only decent one among us. That's why. That karma. Oh! That was snake eyes. <laughs> Minus one, so that's a one. God, that's great. This is fucking perfect. Uh, Taku, you go out on the floor, and you are absolutely breaking it down. You are... Like, I was never a club-going person, uh, so it's like those movies where someone goes to a club and they, like, they start a circle around them and you've got all of the spirits dancing with you and, like, it looks like the sickest shit that you have ever seen in your entire life. However, now I'm about to hear how Daphne ruins it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm picturing, like, multiple pipesy poi, like, just kind of maneuvering around. Daphne, you see pipesy specifically first. But you see all of the other spirits dancing, uh, and you are compelled to manipulate the flame. Oh, oh God. Oh, no. I am going to leave this open to you as to how you are going to answer that call in a way that isn't going to burn this place to the ground. I think that Daphne pulls it all to her, so that she's immune to fire. Pulls it all to her. Clothing is also uh, immune to fire as well. So she's just this odd fire beacon of goat and just gets in the middle and starts like aggressively dancing near everybody. Uh, everybody has to dodge up to catch fire. Okay, uh, Taku is totally going to play into this though. And as she starts pulling the fire, he's going to do like he's going to like like he's feeding it to her. And I'm just like praying that she starts doing like the fishing pole right. And like I'm just going to turn this moment into a victory for both of us. 
I am gonna let that carry as a plus one for what happens next. <laughs> Anna, roll roll charisma for Daphne, please. Oh, I'm so scared. I'm here with you, Boo. We're in this together. <laughs> um. So that's a that's an that's an eight plus two. That's, that's a ten. A full success. Hey. Oh gosh. Thank fuck. <laughs> so you. I'm I'm gonna say it is it is up to you on a full success whether you go with the fishing pole maneuver that uh, Tataku is teeing up for you. Oh, absolutely! Her and her dance studio. <laughs> All right. right into so that. the two of you continue to absolutely break it down on the uh, on the dance floor. You guys are having a blast. Uh, I heard Imish say that he was going to go uh, slap a motherfucker. Yes. Uh, so he's going to go over to one of the slap fight competitions mm-hmm. and like drag a table over it. It's just like screeching <laughs> as he pulls it over and then he grabs a chair and sticks it on top of that. And then he's got another chair from the smaller people and he sticks it on top of that and he climbs up it. And so now he's eye to eye with whoever's lined up for the slap competition. What, what does this other person look like? Roll me a d6. I have a chart for this. Oh, fun. While he's rolling that, uh, mm-hmm. since Daphne and I are spellcasters, this counts as trancing to regain our spells, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there spirits for Taku's side. There's dancing for Daphne's side. Like, I think that plays perfect, I, right? I'll, I'll I'm going to roll my d6 if we're doing that real quick, just oh, to yeah. see. Five plus one, I get six spell slots for what's oh, coming fuck next. Yeah. Perfect. Jasper's gonna eat fire. <laughs> so Imish, fire. what was that D6? Oh, uh, that was a three. Uh, that makes it actually a dwarf. Oh, thank God. Uh, so I'm just picturing Rosmo. And- this, is, this is an extremely <laughs> uh, stout dwarf woman. She is, uh, she looks like she just, she just does nothing but squats all day, every day. Um, and she's got these big, gnarly, calloused hands. She steps up to the, uh, kind of like a like a sawhorse with a pair of handles on it so you you kind of lean into it you hold on to one of the handles i take the smaller chair off the top so that we're on an even playing field since it's a dwarven person i am gonna ask you odds or evens this determines who's going first let's go odds why not all right let's roll what are the odds this goes poorly never tell you mesh the odds (laughs) (laughs) jokes 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 got them for days the four she's gonna go first so she steps up. You you grab onto the handle. Uh, give me two uh, d six plus constitution. Indeed, that'll be a nine. Nine. That is a mixed success. Okay. She rears back and she just absolutely just wails right across the face. Your ears are ringing and you start to topple back. And you grab onto that handle in front of you and you pull yourself back into position. Um, you are definitely off kilter. You're going to take a, uh, a negative one to your roll. Go ahead and roll plus strength. Okay. I, I, I will laugh along with the ringing in my head <laughs> and wipe my chin and spit blood and then rear back. <laughs> oh 2d6 plus your strength mod. We'll see how this goes for you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, that well, It's a seven. After the additional minus one. That is a mixed success. She is going to take a, uh, a negative, uh, well, it'll be easier to off, off her on your next turn. You catch her with a slap and a very similar energy. She starts to topple back and she catches the handle and she pulls herself forward. And she kind of leans into you and she's just like very clearly amped about this. Not what she expected, right? Right. <laughs> she indicates for you to get ready and she uh, she starts, she like dips her hand in the chalk dusts her hands off, 
she's ready for round two. So uh, go ahead and give me another constitution check. Just, for me. just beforehand, like I grip the things and I just give her a little uh, kissy face. <laughs> that is a 12. Do I have a minus one? I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, Emish, on a, on a 12, uh, she's chalked her hand up and she leans back and she goes to slap you and she catches you across the face and you like you just don't even budge you don't even break eye contact take a plus one on your next oh sweet it was the kissy face that's what that was it caught her off guard clearly instantly she's she is into it oh i'm rolling like shit on mine Uh, and that's an eight still uh with the plus one and with With the the plus plus one uh so and with an additional plus one for uh giving her the the negative on the last one so that makes it a nine which is still mixed Let's do uh, let's do one more round. So give me a constitution two d six plus con. Come on, dice. All right, the con's doing good. Uh, so that's an eleven. And uh, immediately just back in and catches you across the face. She just can't seem to stagger you. You're 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 staying up. She is not expecting that. At this point in most any of these matches, her opponent's already dropped. So. She's not sure how much more she can take, let alone how much more you can take. Let's get another strength check from you. I, I spit blood into my whiskey glass and uh, sling it back and gargle it. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, that. Uh, do I have a minus one or is this straight? This is flat. This is flat. All right. Uh, so that's. It's a five modified. I, I rolled oh natural ones. <gasps> a five is no. a failure. Bruh. 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 Yumish doesn't like hitting women. <laughs> a full miss. God damn. He got lost in her eyes. Yeah. He, like, his fingers just kind of tangled in her beard a little kind bit. Of, like, and like, he forgot why he was there. It's just he's never been hit so hard by anyone in his life, let alone a woman with just such a hell of a beard. And his, his only coping mechanism is to immediately fall in love. Yeah. We've all he, been there. I, I hate to say it, like, Yimish does kind of a thing for dwarven women. There's one tattooed on his tre- uh, on his chest. It's a very special prostitute that he used to go to regularly. Her name is Gildebrand. She's amazing. Whatever you started to say was a TR, and you may have changed it to chest, but we all know that you actually mean he's got a tramp stamp of that dwarven woman. Yeah. And the fact that you are one foot nine makes it even better, because I assume it is basically, like... Her head is peeking out just at, like, the top of your shirt, and and her feet are, like, on each buttock. <laughs> on each buttock. Her beard, you know, is artfully arranged across her chest, and, like, it's very tasteful. It's a gorgeous beard. She's, she's played out on a chase lounge, you know, it's, oh, yeah, it's very chest tasteful. hair doubles for her beard in the tattoo. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You reach out kind of to, to gauge the distance on your slap, right? And you kind of set your hand on her cheek, and you just kind of start petting her beard. Unfortunately, by the rules of this game, that counts. I I, I, I love that. That's beautiful. We're running with everything you said. But uh, Emish is going to try and spin it now. Can I, can I maybe buy you a drink? Ooh. <laughs> and and he, he does like the dancing eyebrows thing, you know, because he does not have the. Moves. Well, as we all know, the eyebrow wiggles are just like the peak. Absolutely, of roll charisma. Okay, that's a nine. Hell yeah. She's going to want to finish this game, but she's still got a slap to take, and I have a sneaking suspicion it's not coming for his face. Oh, I love that, because it's success with a complication, right? So she still owes me one. It's so six- she, she looks you up and down real quick, and she goes, we've uh, we got a match to finish first, so uh, 
and Emish like looks big giant grin uh-huh. just <laughs> she says why don't you uh why don't you take a dive and and we can go uh we can go solve this oh take a dive yeah there's that mixed success baby oh I'm gonna give you a minute to think that over as that's happening uh Rosmo and Lorelai what are you guys doing to uh relieve a little pressure I mean, we have a hunt coming up, so sure. Lorelai is all in on... You want to play darts? Yeah, yeah, we can play darts and, and talk shop, you know, and just, just play. I don't know how to turn off. I just... I figured darts would be good for you to, like, throw something and also stab something. Rosma, you do know me very well. Yeah. And it pains me to say that. Cool. Let me get a cigar really quick. Uh, we'll, we'll get this game going. All right, all right. And I'll, uh, we'll start, you know, theory crafting about... Uh, the type of violence we might be visiting upon a Mr. Jasper soon. That sounds nice and relaxing. How many knives can a Jasper fit? We're gonna find out. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. I'm so happy she's gonna go get us, you know, an extremely middleist tier bottle of whiskey and a couple glasses, which definitely should be combined with darts. Yeah, obviously. We're gonna play some fucking darts. Yeah, this is what's meant to be. Like Cigars, whiskey, darts. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys want to play darts as a contest or are you guys just having a friendly game of darts while you discuss the strategy of how many ways and times to stab Jasper? Yep. I feel like it's the latter. Yeah. yeah. Rosmo is not playing to win. Rosmo is like... This is to keep us busy and to keep <laughs> the murder high going. I want some buzz. Sure. I want some nicotine highs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're utilizing the bar for its intended purpose. Indeed. Absolutely. Uh, just let me know when you guys need the rules for beer darts, because I saw where this was going and I pulled it up. <laughs> I want the rules for beer darts. <laughs> Checking back in with Emish. Uh, you've been you've been given the, the terms of what uh, what this woman wants in order to uh, to uh, to lock this motherfucker down. Yeah, I, I, and I, I got it. I got how Emish can do this and everybody wins, which is a rare okay. scenario for Emish to come up with. So, uh, he, he just like, he's smiling at her and like nods enthusiastically and unbuttons his shirt to expose the tattoo of Gildebrand, like laid out on the chase lounge with the well oiled chest hair forming her beard. And I still haven't given up the fact that this is actually an enormous tramp stamp, and so when he says well-oiled chest hair, I now know that Emish has an incredibly hairy back. I mean, that's also true. <laughs> he has like um, he has a matching one on his back for uh, her twin sister, Hildegrant. Hildegrant, that could work. Uh, I, try- I tried to spoonerism that one, and it didn't work. It's bad. It's not bad. Abort. Abort. <laughs> Exposes the tattoo and just grins enthusiastically at her, and as she rears back and maneuvers towards him, he like slides away and moves his head back so that it doesn't really contact at, at the last second, but he pretends it did and, like, does the full-on chin up in the air, eyes rolled back in his head, pirouette on one toe, and, like, falls down onto the ground face first, completely eating the ground, no problem. Doesn't try and catch himself at all. But it's obviously very dramatic and very staged. But she wins. To the applause of the uh, of the crowd watching you. This absolutely yes, that's just the best sell of that. Um, they all start cheering. The the bets that have been placed uh, all get resolved among the patrons, and uh, this this large dwarven woman walks over and she just kind of picks you up. She's she's got her winnings, and uh, she she just kind of looks at you and she goes, 
let's uh let's let's renegotiate on who's buying who a drink. She's got her winnings. She just kind of carried you over to the bar. Emish was not felled by the fist of that dwarvish lass, by rather by a piece of dwarfish ass. <laughs> I think I think with with that little rhyme, that is a very solid place to end this episode. Perfect. That's brilliant. Jack Black over here just like it was beauty that killed the beast as the Orwell carries my screen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. You can find us on Instagram and Tumblr at high end low whiz pod. Feel free to shoot us an email at highintlowwizpod at gmail.com. Please give us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Give us as many stars as you feel we deserve, or a lot more. good question i guess Mm -hmm. did any of us get any form of like competent schooling i was taught by the best teacher there is the world and the spirits and six months when i worked at moonbucks making coffee i'm with taco on this one i'm i'm from the school of hard knocks for sure uh daphne was aggressively homeschooled her parents were extremely worried about what would happen if she came into contact with other people and mostly left her locked inside <laughs> no the druids <laughs> it wasn't her parents it was a council of druids from ever ever yes famously famously wise individuals who were all like together and just in a circle went so we can't let her out, right? You were homeschooled by a church. Yeah, you were church schooled. That changes it to a to a fun uh, school. Emish went to the the Bardic School College of the Swole, but uh, I mean, he didn't make it very long. I think he got kicked out after a couple months. Lorelai got sent to wolf camp in uh, fantasy Australia, so her education um, mostly ended up being very practical monster hunting. But I don't think she paid attention in school beforehand because there was there were too many uh, party yachts to uh, derail and shenanigans to cause. You were like you were like eight. Yeah, she started her life of crime very early. Yeah, yeah, she had a lot of siblings to compete with for attention. Lorelai knew she had to go big or go home. <laughs>